Welcome to Empowered Radio. I am your host, Emma Montgomery, an online nutrition and fitness coach and creator of Shred Within. Each week, we'll talk all things nutrition, training, and mindset. You'll be able to take my tips and strategies and apply what you learn to see results with both your body and your mind. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hi guys, happy Friday or whatever day, happy whatever day you're listening to this day. Um, Welcome back. Today we are going to talk about five reasons that you are not losing weight. If your goal is fat loss and you are yo-yoing or you are not seeing fat loss, then it's likely because of one of these things. Um, at the end of the day, if you're not losing weight, it's because you're not eating in a calorie deficit. I get pushback all the time um, when I talk about this on Instagram, and I'll have women that'll say, but it's my hormones. That's It's not um, as simple as calories in versus calories out, but it is, you guys. So literally, it is the calorie part. If you are not losing weight, you're not in a calorie deficit. Can your hormones be affecting the calorie threshold that you need to be under to lose weight? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, it is a calorie deficit is what is needed for weight loss. So if you are not losing weight, it is because you are not in a deficit, whether that's because of hormones, could be, I will say the majority of the time, that is not the case. Um, It is one of these five things that I'm going to go through here. But I just wanted to get that first little part out because I will have people that'll say, no, it's my hormones. It's not as simple as calories in versus calories out. It is, but the hormones can affect the amount of calories that you need to eat um, in order to see weight loss. You could have you know, um, something with your thyroid and it could mean that you need to be in a deeper deficit than what, you know, what it shows on paper that you need to be in. Um, but anywho, moving on into the five reasons. So the first one is just, um, like what I'll call sneaky calories. And this is things that um, like the bites, licks, and tastes when you're making your kids lunch, or maybe it's that um, you're eyeballing things like coffee creamer and you think you're using a serving, but then when you actually weigh it out, you're using like three servings. And if you do that every day of the week, (laughs) that adds up very quickly, Um, especially if you're doing it with other things like condiments, salad dressings, oils, cooking oil, not tracking those. Um, so the sneaky calories and the bites and the licks and the taste can add up to a significant amount when we're doing that every day and then multiplying that by seven. The second one, um, and I know I've talked about this several times before, but it's inaccurate tracking. So I know some people, um, don't track at all. And if you're not tracking, you're guessing and, I would say best of luck to you <laughs> to get to your um, your goal because it'll be very frustrating and probably take you much longer if you are um, not actually weighing and measuring food or not tracking anything in a in an app and you're just kind of um, guessing. Again, I highly recommend against that. But the inaccurate tracking, um, this is where 
we're just not weighing or measuring food at all. We are um, just eyeballing everything. And uh, this could also be eating out frequently because when we eat out, we are not weighing and measuring that food. So again, it's still an estimate, even if the nutrition facts are listed online. I know I've talked about this before, but you are not in the line at Chipotle weighing out your guac and your chicken and all of the things. Um, So those estimating um, or those estimates, again, can add up to calories that we're not accounting for. Um, Same thing when you go to a restaurant and if it's something that is not in MyFitnessPal and you're like, oh, I ordered a piece of chicken and you log it like that restaurant's not in MyFitnessPal. And so you log that item as four ounces of grilled chicken when in actuality what they brought you out is more like eight ounces. So we're only accounting for like half of what we're eating. Um, So again, eating out is you know, like I said, always going to be an estimate. So I try to limit that when I'm in a dieting phase. Um, But then also when you're at home, weighing and measuring your food is going to be essential um, to make sure that we are being as accurate as possible. And this will keep us from spending more time in a deficit than we need to. The third one um, just comes down to our consistency. And a lot of this will have to do with the weekends. Um, so lack of consistency, there is no macro adjustment that will um, fix or help a lack of consistency. So you can um, cut your macros all you want if you're not seeing weight loss, but if you are not consistent, it's not going to matter. So this one, um, I know I've talked about this even on a recent podcast when we are having cheat meals or untracked meals, um, and I always say the weekends because that's typically where people run into trouble is uh, Monday through Thursday, maybe even Monday through Friday, we're you know really good on point. And then Saturday and Sunday comes and it's we're more social. We go out with friends and we don't want to um, feel chained to an app or we don't want to be so restricted with what we can do. At the end of the day, if you're in a dieting phase and you're wanting to get to a goal, you are going to have to make compromises, and that often comes in the form of our food choices, Um, whether that is setting a drink limit, whether that is pre-logging your food before you get to the restaurant and knowing what you're going to order, or making a, a better choice at the restaurant. Maybe it's ordering the grilled chicken and asparagus and a sweet potato versus ordering you know, a burger and fries. Um But you get the idea. If we are having untracked meals on the weekend, we are adding lots of calories that we're not accounting for. And um, even if we try to like estimate in our head, like, oh, it was only, it was probably only 2,000 calories. I can tell you if you're eating out on the weekend and you're having any kind of drinks in there too, the likelihood of it being only 2,000 calories is slim to none. So, if you're not losing weight and you're not tracking your weekends, this is, um, I will say, 99% of the time when people that I work with are having a hard time with yo-yoing or they are having a hard time losing the last few pounds um, or just losing weight in general, it comes down to their consistency and it that boils down to their weekends. So tightening up your weekend, having a plan for your weekends, giving your weekends more structure. All of those things will help. Um, But it's, 
you can't expect to change and make changes with your body if you're not making changes in the areas that need the changes. Um, The fourth one I have on here is eating back calories burned through exercise. Um, This one for people that are new to tracking is very common, um, especially with food tracking apps like MyFitnessPal. Um, If you're not careful and if you have the like um, step tracker turned on and the acti- like the activity part turned on in your settings, it will give you back calories in your day to eat that you're burning via exercise. The reason that you do not want to eat back these calories. So when you are, if you're someone that had, let's say, for example, you come to me and you're doing a shred program. When I go to set your macros, I will take all of your information from your questionnaire, your age, your height, your weight, your activity level, um, all of these things. I ask how many steps you get a day, previous dieting history, um, any, I mean, I like the questionnaire is very extensive, but the, the points that I'm getting to here is things like me looking at your activity level and your step count to see how active you are through the day. When I'm setting your macros, I am looking at that and I, and I am factoring those things into your calories when I'm setting it. So your age, your height, your weight, those things will give me and your activity level will give me like a maintenance range for you. And that activity level is factored into that maintenance range. So then I set your deficit based off of that. If I give you that number and you are eating back the calories that you're burning through exercise, you're double dipping essentially into that calorie burn pool. So you've already had your calories set with your activity level in mind. So then if you're eating back the calories that you're burning via exercise, you're essentially going to put yourself back around the maintenance range. Um, so you're going to just spin your wheels. Basically, you're just going to maintain your weight if you're eating back the calories that you're burning via exercise. So my recommendation is to not even worry about the calories that you're burning. Like you're not going to eat those back. So don't pay attention to it and definitely do not have that setting turned on, on my fitness pal or whatever food tracking app that you use. I know if you track your steps or exercise in my fitness pal, Um, It will give you back those calories that you're burning. So definitely turn those um, functions off so that it's not confusing you and giving you back the calories because a lot of people don't even realize it's doing that. And as they're exercising, it's giving them more calories throughout the day. And they're like, oh, shoot, I still have 200 calories I can eat. Um, So make sure you don't have that turn on because that one, especially like I said, for people that are newer to tracking, um, people will get... um, hung up on that one for the first little bit because they don't even realize that it's happening. And then the last one that I have on here is just making sure that you have appropriate and realistic expectations set. So I, (laughs) there are um, some influencers that I'll see share um, testimonials from their program and there was one that stuck out to me and when I saw this I like cringed when I read it and it was um, something to the effect of she shared like a comment from somebody in her group and it was something like I've already lost 11 pounds in the first 10 days or seven days or 
it was like a week. Um, and it was like 10 or 11 pounds. It was a lot. And there were no other, you don't know anything about this person. You don't know if it was male or female. You don't know if they weighed 150 pounds or 500 pounds. Um, and so when you're seeing that and you're someone that's like, shoot, I want to sign up for that program. That person lost 10 pounds in a week. There are so many red flags that were going off. And like my whole body was just like, oh, <laughs> because first of all, I get why she's sharing that because she wants people to see it and be like, I want to sign up for her program. People are losing weight like crazy. But at the same time, she's creating this now um, expectation for people when they see this, they're going to say, well, why didn't I lose 10 pounds in a week? Because the, the thing that you shared of the one person, they did. So you guys, this is why I always say eyes on your own paper. Don't pay attention to anybody else. Even if there was somebody who's the same age, height, weight, and activity level as you, um, chances are you're going to progress differently anyways. And there are so many other things that factor into the amount of weight that is lost. And I say weight because 10 pounds in a week is not fat loss. The majority of that is literally water weight um, and food volume. So if not all of it. Um, not to mention 10 pounds in a week was probably someone who is has much more weight to lose than someone who is trying to lose like 10 or 20 pounds. Um, so we're talking so many factors that when you're comparing and seeing what somebody else is doing, it's easy to get inappropriate and wrong expectations in your mind and then get really frustrated and um, feel defeated if you're not hitting that same threshold as someone else. So a general rule of thumb for the majority of people is to expect on average 0.5 to 1% of your body weight lost per week. That is amazing progress. So for example, because it's easy math. If you weighed 100 pounds, 0.5 to 1% would be half of a pound to a pound lost on average per week. Now, when I keep stressing on average per week, that might mean that your first week you lose two pounds. Then your next week you might lose zero pounds. On average, you have lost a pound a week. I hope that makes sense. But um, because... I would say also with the expectations, knowing that weight loss is not linear, you're not going to lose weight every week. Um, and and that's a whole different podcast in itself, talking about weight loss in general, and I can do that next week. Um, but I just want to make sure that you guys understand that last one, setting the appropriate expectations, is huge because if you're trying to compare yourself to um, somebody you don't know anything about or just anybody in general, it's going to set you up for failure. I'll just be like blunt about it because you're going to get really frustrated and it's it's not going to be what you thought. A lot of people will get into it and get frustrated and they think they're not seeing um, any progress. If it's slow or slow progress means that it's not fast enough and then they want to slash calories and do crazy things and then they get to a point where they're having a hard time with consistency um, and then it just turns into this big giant snowball that could have been avoided if we just had realistic expectations to begin with. So again, just really quickly, 
five reasons if you are not seeing weight loss and that is your goal. The first overarching message is if you're not seeing weight loss, then it's because you're not in a calorie deficit. And if you're not in a calorie deficit, it's likely one of these five things. So the first one I talked about was the sneaky calories, the bite slicks and taste. The second one is the inaccuracies in tracking. So the eyeballing, the estimating. The third one is the, well, what I'll say is lack of consistency. So typically boiling down to our weekends, not having structure and not tracking on the weekends. The fourth one is eating back calories burned via exercise. And then the last one was having unrealistic unrealistic expectations. So short and sweet to the point. As always, I hope it's helpful. If y'all found value, I always appreciate when you share with a friend. Um, but thank you guys again for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing weekend and I will talk to you guys next Friday. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Empowered Radio. If you enjoyed the episode or found value in it, could you do me two quick favors? One, take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tag me in it so I can say thanks. And two, could you subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star rating and review in iTunes? It would mean the world to me. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you in the next episode.